My name is Andy Buss, and this is Thank Goodness It's Today. The greatest thing you can do to change your life today, right now, is to start being grateful for what you have. Oprah Winfrey. The best part of Oprah's quote is that it's a choice you can make. It's something that you have complete control of. As I transitioned into adulthood, I somehow accidentally fell into the societal norm of looking for happiness out there somewhere. I didn't know what out there was, but I was thinking it was probably in a job title, maybe a salary, a big house, oh yeah, nice car. You know, those things will make me happy. How about when I save some money and I don't feel like a broke college kid? That'll be nice. That'll help. That'll help make me happier. I mean, other people seem happier. Well, I guess they have better jobs and they make more money than I do. I can't believe that they can afford that huge new house. He's buying like a brand new F-150 and I drive a car worth $3,000. I work hard. Why don't I feel happy? Why don't I have anything to show for it? Why do I feel unfulfilled? Why, I ask myself, because I'm a recovering, ungrateful disconnect. I say that jokingly, mainly seriously. I wasn't practicing gratitude for what I already had, for what already existed. So what made me think more things were going to make me happier? For me, because I wasn't aware of emotional intelligence. I wasn't aware of how to focus inward rather than thinking externally or material possessions is what would make me happy. I was introduced to emotional intelligence with extreme skepticism, but I knew there was more for me. I felt unfulfilled. I really wasn't clear on my goals, my vision, my future. And so if emotional intelligence could possibly support me with that, then I was going to be open to it. One of many aspects of emotional intelligence is practicing gratitude. Dr. DeStano, who is a professor of psychology with Northeastern University, a fellow of the American Psychological Association, found through a long-term research project that he documented and was in the Wall Street Journal, found that adults who practice gratitude have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, and they are less likely to be greedy, depressed, or envious. That hit me pretty hard. I was previously greedy, depressed, and envious. Shauna Nequist, in her book Present Over Perfect, states that humans are wired for love and connection, and gratitude directly builds love and connection. I didn't realize what I was disconnected about or that I even was disconnected, but I was. I regretted decisions in my past. I was waiting for the future when things would be better, for when I'd be happier, for when I had more money. But when I was with people, I wasn't really with them, you know? I mean, I wanted to be with them, but I also sort of kind of wanted to be somewhere else doing something that I thought might make me happier. 
but I didn't know what that was. So I took an uncomfortable plunge to start to discover what it was that I was missing. What was it that stood between me and being fulfilled, feeling happier? What was my vision for my life? I mean, there had to be more in life than wanting a specific job title. There had to be more in life than a high salary, a nice house, a new car. And I didn't know what that was. So I hung my hat on those material things because what else was there? I was stuck in a cycle of managing time, checking off to-do lists, multitasking, being a victim to things that happened to me, being a victim to not having enough money, not having enough time, not having enough anything, not being enough. I was exhausted and I was 34 years old. Shauna Nequist, again in her book of Present Over Perfect, she identified this as actually very common, but we don't really talk about it. So when we feel like this, we feel like we're alone. She says that the societal norm of being strung out on the drug called efficiency is where we're at. And I think I know what you guys are thinking. With so many things going on with such little time, if we work and we have kids and we have activities and families and friends and relatives, how do we make it all work? Practicing gratitude, in my opinion, is where we begin. It's not the magical fix, but we have to start somewhere. We get to start somewhere. So I'm not talking about what I used to do, like saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for my marriage. I'm happy about my marriage. I'm happy that my kids are healthy. I have a job, so that's cool. You know, that's good. That's not what I mean when I'm talking about practicing gratitude. I'm talking about finding gratitude for little seemingly insignificant things. I didn't know how to do this. I'd never done it before. So I needed a coach of mine to show me how to do this because it was weird to begin with. I knew it would take practice. I didn't know if it would work or if it would help, but I knew what wasn't working and wasn't helping. So I was willing to give it a try. So I'll do what my coach showed me by saying that I'm very specifically grateful for a few things. I'll give you a couple examples out loud because this was beneficial for my coach to do to me. So right now, in this moment, I am grateful that my oldest son shows up as a leader at home and at school. We received a recent phone call from the school principal. Really had me worried and nervous when he said who he was when I picked up the phone, but he was saying that there was a situation at school with a student uh, who was jokingly picking on my son, poking at him. And he was calling to say that he had a one-on-one conversation with my son and that my son responded as a leader. He didn't let it bother him. He used his words. He told the other student to knock it off. He stood his ground. He did the things that we've been trying to lead by example to teach him and coach him. And the principal took his time to call us to say thank you. And he said, we have a great kid on our hands, a leader that a lot of people could learn from.
I'm grateful for Cohen and that he is outspoken, strong, competitive, and a leader. I'm thankful for family who no matter what are always there to be a positive support to me. Anytime that I need to make a phone call, if I'm struggling with someone, I know that I can call instantly a handful of people. And it may be that I just need to talk out loud. It may be that I need some feedback or some input, but I'm specifically thankful for my family in that I always have that no matter what at any given time. I am thankful for my community, which exists of a lot of different people, and that I surround myself with people who support me in being the best version of myself. They aren't threatened by things that happen that are good. They're not trying to compete with me. They're not trying to up one me. They're genuinely happy for when things go well. And they, they tell me that. They verbalize that. And that's not something that I'm previously used to. So those are just a couple examples. I typically, when I do this, when I practice this gratitude, I typically say 10 things out loud, very specific things. And what that does for me, at least, is it grounds me to want to do my best and want to be my best. It shifts me straight into being present and connected to what's most important to me. And that's not money. That's not a car. It's not anything materialistic. It reminds me that being intentional about how I choose to operate, how I choose to spend my time, who I choose to be results in me being less busy, less frantic, less stressed. And so I'm reminded by a workshop that I attended where the facilitator asked if you were at the end of your life, what would matter to you? That was a massively impactful moment for me. What was most important to me if I'm at the end of my life, throughout my life, what was the most important thing to me? And is that how I chose to be? Is that where I chose to spend my time? Is racing around to buy a new cell phone, to drive 80 miles an hour to get to where I'm supposed to be, to sit in line for a $5 coffee, to watch mindless television, to make everyone else happy around me, is that really worth it? Is that where I'm going to say I'm really glad that I spent my time doing those things? I mean, at the end of your life, managing time, checking off to-do lists, money, material things, those things aren't going to matter. Those things, according to Brene Brown, are ways that people try to fill a void of emptiness, disconnection, and insecurity. So stop right now. I'm asking you to stop in this moment and identify the three specific things that you're grateful for right now in this moment. If you haven't practiced this type of gratitude before, it may seem 
weird, odd, awkward. But give it a try. I invite you to give this a try. Go ahead. I'll give you some time. Trust me, you deserve it. You're worth the time. You're worth shifting into gratitude. So I'm going to ask you to practice those three things. You get to say them out loud. And begin now. If you haven't finished, I encourage you to pick back up when this podcast episode ends to finish those three things that you're specifically grateful for. If you're driving or now is not the opportunity for you to do that, I encourage you to do that at the next possible opportunity you have. Give it a try. What you fill your mind with grows. Given that you have the control of this and the choice, I invite you to practice gratitude. It's your choice. You can choose to do things that I've done before, which is be a victim of time and money, be a victim of things that just always seem to negatively happen to you. I tried that. It doesn't work very well. Or you can be the author of your life and fill your mind and your body with the things that do serve you the things that are going to align with where you want to be, your future, your goals, your vision. This is your life, but you only get one chance. So choose wisely. And that choice and that chance is right now, actually. Your life is right now. There is no dress rehearsal. There is no practice. Your life is right now, in this moment, during this podcast. So make a choice. And if you're unsure where to begin, try practicing gratitude every morning for one week, even in the small moments, not just one time a day, not just in the morning, not for one minute or five minutes or 10 minutes, even 10 seconds, even in small moments in the car, stuck in traffic. That's gratitude to have somewhere to go, to have a vehicle stressed by running your kids around everywhere, racing the clock. I've been there. I was just there a couple days ago. That's gratitude that you were blessed with the ability to have children. Children with activities to be involved in. Somewhere to go. To be in a team. To have connections with other people. Your kids are arguing. Been there uh, actually just about 10 minutes ago. So I know where you're at. That's gratitude that your children are comfortable and they feel safe enough that they can express their opinions and their emotions. So until next time, remember to be the change you want to see wherever you go.